Hey, this is Lee. I really hope you've been enjoying the Business of Marketing podcast. It's from marketers and for marketers, and my intention is to bring you value, experiences, and insights that you can use. Also, if your company would like to have their own podcast, I would love to help. The team at Content Monster specializes in B2B podcasts. So if we can help, contact me at contentmonster.com. That's contentmonster, M-O-N-S-T-A.com. Enjoy the podcast. You're listening to the Business of Marketing Podcast where we have conversations with some of the most influential and thought-provoking minds in marketing, sales, and business. And here's your host, A. Lee Judge. Welcome again to the Business of Marketing. I'm A. Lee Judge. You know, one of the top reasons for marketing as a whole is branding and brand awareness. And in a digital world, without a digital brand, all other marketing efforts can struggle. But what exactly is a digital brand and who needs one? Is it individuals? Is it just businesses? Maybe even products? Well, my guest this episode is a sought-after strategist, thought leader, and influencer. He is the founder and CEO of Digital Delane, a full-service digital agency, and the founder of Digital Branding Institute. He frequently delivers talks around the country advancing the practices of digital branding, and he's known for making complex digital branding strategies accessible as he speaks at marketing conferences, including Digital Summit, Social Media Marketing World, Content Marketing World, and more. To help us gain gain clarity and learn more about digital branding, it's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Junte Delane. How's it going, man? Hey, Ailey. How's it going? It's going well. How about yourself? Going great. Yeah, going great. Look, looking forward to talking to you today. Yeah, yeah. It's it's about time we uh, we finally collaborated on on some projects. I know I've seen you on the speaking trail a couple times, and and so it's nice to finally put something on tape, so to speak. Yeah, and I'm sure we've we've probably crossed paths a few times while speaking at marketing events, probably mm-hmm. even before we actually even met each other. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, great minds think alike. Great minds uh, be around, uh, are around the same circle, man. And so, uh, definitely a pleasure to uh, do this podcast with you. For sure. So one of the topics of yours that I, I enjoy hearing your insights on is digital branding. And so I guess to get the the, the episode started out with a, with a clear uh, footing, what is your definition of a digital brand? Yeah. So a digital brand is essentially your identity, visibility, and credibility in the digital space. And we essentially have created that definition of digital branding, uh, we being my team and I at Digital Branding Institute. And really, we want everyone uh, to focus on building a digital brand uh, and incorporating the three tenets of a digital brand. And so when we talk about identity, it's obviously you would think, oh, a nice website, maybe an app, so on and so forth. Um, but it's more than that. It's, it's all the digital touch points that make up your brand online. Um, and when it comes to visibility, it has everything to do essentially with um, you know, your advertising, um, search engine optimization. Where are you visible 
in your, in, a, in a specific industry um, that you reside. Uh, and then the credibility, it's, it's obviously, again, a culmination of all those touch points that provides that credibility. And so this could be, as an example, your ratings or reviews. It could be the perception that uh, your target audience gets from you based on the content that you create. So it's all interwoven. It, it All of these uh, tenets work together. And you can consider you know, your traditional digital marketing uh, tactics underneath each tenant, right? So for that identity, as I mentioned earlier, you have your social media, you have content marketing, right? For visibility, as I mentioned, advertising, SEO, credibility, ratings, reviews, uh, and, and so on. So that is essentially the definition uh, of, of digital branding. So there's, there's a lot to that. There's a yeah. lot of places, a lot of bases to cover uh, for digital branding. And like earlier today, I was consulting with a client who came to me about content and we got into a kind of a conversation of, of your, of your area of, you know, what was their digital brand? And so they were trying to figure out where do they even start with so many things to do. So I was giving them the, the content portion of it, but as you mentioned, there's a whole lot to digital branding. So where do you, you know, where do you start when, you know, when someone's in the process of creating or mapping out a digital brand, where should they start? Well, that's a great point. And I, th I think uh, first, it really depends upon where you are in your process. And so if you're at the ground level where you either have an idea um, or you're trying to even position yourself and, I'll, and that kind of bleeds over into personal branding, which I'll get into the connection later. Um, mm -hmm. But when you're starting from scratch, you want to make sure that you obviously have your home base because that is actually something that you can control, that home base. Uh, before, maybe three years ago, uh, excuse me, let's start from the, the top. Before, it, like maybe 10 years ago, it was a website. You had to have a website. Then it kind of went over to, well, most of your audience is on social media. So you have to have a social media page, whether that's back in the day when MySpace was prominent or Facebook, um, because the algorithms were keeping people on the platforms and the content that you put out through those platforms, um, if it promoted people to stay on the platform, you're going to get rewarded with more organic reach. However, as we know, there's a mass exodus for you know Facebook being the, the granddaddy of them all. Um, so people are starting to create their own brands. They're, the platforms that they're building these brands on um, have started to uh, have shaky ground, right, in terms of privacy issues in terms of people's perceptions of these platforms and so on. So now the pendulum has swung to back to your website, right? So, and this is in terms of what's most important, right? Like you should certainly have a presence in, in all of these platforms, but in terms of where you should focus the majority of your time in building a brand, certainly now it's, 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 it's a website. So once you have that website developed, then you also have to you know, fill that website, right? With content, with your brand messaging, um, with all the things that you need in order to convert your target audience. Based on that platform um, that you've developed, then you want to make sure that you're bringing more people into it. So that's, that's really having to do with other parts of the other tenets of digital branding. So we have the advertising, we have SEO uh, and, and so on. Um, so you want to create campaigns uh, that are in line with that tenet. And then the ratings and reviews 
for your credibility um, and also the established brand voice that resonates with your target audience, the types of content that you're creating in terms of being um, authentic, transparent, and so on that also adds to that credibility piece is certainly needed. So even when you when you think about the you know digital branding, each traditional digital marketing tactic is, is a piece of a puzzle. Um, and I consider digital branding that puzzle. So to, just like you would focus on uh, a specific puzzle out of a box, right? A physical puzzle, you have a strategy around where you're, where you're going, what you're going to do when putting together that puzzle. And every puzzle is different, right? Just like every industry is different. Every, every company's or brand's objectives are different. So that's when you go to strategists like myself and you, so we can help people figure this all out. Right. So that's, yeah. that's essentially where, where I would start. And, and that's important too, because it isn't as cut and dry as here's a map because it's why does your map, you know, yeah. Yeah. each, each business is each person's map will be different depending on what they're trying to do. Um, what kind of assets they already have, you know, where their website is in terms of, like you said, SEO and what kind of content do they have? Everyone's map is different. So I guess the starting point would be different depending on where you're already at, right? Exactly. And I think another thing too um, that I would be remiss if I didn't mention is focusing on your target audience, right? So what we talked about earlier was everything having to do with your brand, setting that up and, and, and getting um, the brand ready uh, for business. Uh, but we also have to consider the journey of your target audience, right? So where are those members um, and what type of content um, what type of interactions or engagements uh, are you going to need to help, um, you know, uh, create some call to action and, and, and bring them into the funnel, so to speak, right? Um, so these are all in certainly important things to, to consider, especially nowadays, right? I mean, the market has changed so much, right? And, and, and I mean, even we were talking earlier offline about, you know, speaking engagements that we're having and is it's it's just really exciting to get back on the road, but then there's also that sense of, of, of fear when you, when it comes to the different variants of, of the coronavirus and, and threats to shut down, uh, again. And, um, you know, I think when, when building a brand during this time, you certainly have to think about, you know, the psyche of your, your target audience and any market changes, um, in their, uh, any behavioral changes as a result of the market changes that that have to be considered um, when when trying to focus on your target audience and their journey. You know, I want to ask you a question that is, I'm kind of going a direction that we don't really as marketers talk about much, but it's a reality in, in today's world, which is how far of a company's brand should you consider that leaks into your own personal brand. And I'll, and I'll tell you why I'm asking that question. For me, recently, this is from a, a business to, from a consumer standpoint. I've recently hired an electrician. I've recently hired, uh, you know, air conditioned guy. And the weird thing is, this is going to sound really creepy, but this is actually where we are today. I know what my electrician's family looks like. Hmm. I know what my air conditioned guy's house looks like. And the reason why those mattered to me as someone shopping was because I'm thinking, okay, I want this guy, this electrician to come into my house around my family. You know, I don't want to be watching the whole time. Who is this person? 
you know, who am I asking to come into my house, especially during, you know, this time? So, you know, it sounds creepy, but this is it. This is where we are today. Yeah. So I found out about him through Facebook. I found out who he was. I saw his family. He has like four beautiful children, a wife, a nice home, which tells me as a consumer that he won't be doing too much risky stuff because he has a family himself to protect. Mm. He takes care of his own home, so he won't be cutting holes in mine without asking the question because he understands that. He'll he'll understand me protecting my kids and my family because he has kids and family. All those things matter. Um, with the electrician, I mean, the, the HVAC guy, same thing. His house is nicer than mine. So I know that when he comes in, he'll think about, think twice before he walks in with muddy boots, <laughs> you know, because that's what I see of him. This is part of his digital brand. They may not realize it. In fact, I told took both of them just, you know, I want to give them this marketing advice mm -hmm. that I hired you based off of things that you probably did not realize were part of your, your brand. You got hired because your brand goes beyond your website. So my question to you is, are we there yet? Are we, are, are companies or people thinking about how far their brand can go, how deep it may go into their personal lives? Oh man, I, I love I love that question, Aileen. I, I feel like there's so much to unpack. Um, so I would say that the old adage of people like to do business with people they know, like, and trust, right? And when we think about that and how that contributes to your digital brand, it's very important uh, and really provides a, a, a case study on why you need to build a digital brand right and, and focus on building that digital brand but let's let's take a step back and think about um, why consumers think this way because you're not obviously the only person that thinks about this right mm -hmm. and so I think really it's because many consumers feel burned and they have developed a sense of mistrust in organizations and all of that has happened for for me I think since the collapse of of or the financial meltdown um, in was that 2008, right? It was the housing and financial meltdown. And you had the Occupy Wall Street movement, right? And people were just upset. They didn't like major corporations. I mean, the, the corporate word had a negative connotation to it because they felt like there were so many shady and unethical things being done in business. Now you see more businesses starting to open up. Right, they're 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 pulling back the curtain, showing you behind the process, behind the scenes, the process of making their products or people behind the services, so on and so forth. Even to the point where people, um, the 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 people that organizations assign themselves with or hired are even vetted, right? In terms mm -hmm. of their background, their past, their beliefs, so on and so forth. So all of this really is is. Um, aligned with what you were thinking um, and, and saying earlier in that story you told. So why do we need to continue to consider this, right? Um, well, one, one thing I think is important is to, to recognize that when aligning your personal brand with the business brand, it's, it's, it's almost imperative because Again, like you, people want to know who's behind the brand. What are the intentions around the business that's being done, right? And usually you can get a sense of that based on that person or that, that company's uh, brand footprint. 
right? And so okay. that's, I, I, like I said, I, I love the story because it really leads into to why people need to focus on building that digital brand. And, and I, I think, you know, you're certainly probably going to want to figure out, um, or people are going to figure out, like, I may have a hard time incorporating my personal life with my business life, right? And it goes for, uh, you know, singles, uh, sole proprietor, um, or solopreneur, or a CMO or CEO of a, a large enterprise organization, right? Um, there has to be some personal component because it's almost like uh, sugar with the medicine, right? That go, that yeah. goes down. It it helps to 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 really um, look at what your marketing messages could be, but it's packaged in a way that is delivered authentically through the personal interactions and the personal personalized content and, and, and that a brand could be creating. So it's very important, very, very important to have that personality. And so what, what that specifically looks like is um, you having, let's say, if you have a personal Instagram account and you also have a business Instagram account, what type of content should you be creating on, on either one of those platforms? Uh, well, you can consider, you know, on your business account, let's say, you know, we are at a speaking engagement and um, on our business account, we may announce that we're at this speaking engagement and we may even talk about some of the key topics or sessions, right? From, from a business perspective, because we know anyone who follows that account is probably going to want to know that information. However, on our personal account, we can include that information and our own spin or experience um, during that event, which means, mm -hmm. hey, I met this person. I haven't caught up with this person in a while. Or, hey, these, these are some key takeaways personally, right? Um, or these are some of the things that I'm thinking about uh, for the business and I just made a uh, you know, good deal, major connection, so on and so forth. So that's the type of content that you can put on your, on your personal brand. And then uh, the overarching uh, content could be on your, your business brand as well. So that's, that's a very um, sort of in-depth way to kind of start from the top and figure out you know, why are consumers even thinking this way? Where, where is the distrust coming from? To the specific ways in which you can incorporate your personal identity um, into that business brand and some, you know, specific tactics on how to do so on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, the, the takeaway of that is today people can research you and mm -hmm. you can't have this corporate front or this business front um, and not think people won't look deeper because as you said, people want to do pe business with people and if I like you, I'm more like to do, likely to do business with you. Exactly. Um, and for me, like you said, I can't be the only one. For me, if I'm down to two vendors, I might want to see, do I like this person? You know, and if one person's brand doesn't have any mention of people or give me a sense of who am I doing business with, and, I'm, and it's not more than just a website. You know, if you compare, do I do business with a website, blind, but with no people involved or do I business do business with website with the guy who likes to go skiing just like I do, you know, right. it's something, give me something, I think, but that, I, I'm interested in looking to, I know you have these, these guides in terms of, you know, digital branding and I know they they have different personas, different, um, different formats. So I definitely want to look into those and, and see, you know, 
how those um, will be, I guess, individualized to those different things. Um, so, so speaking of that, so I was on your website and I saw you had these different uh, checklists for digital branding. Um, and there were, you know, some for small businesses, some for attorneys, physicians, consultants. So can you give us some common items that may be on all those checklists in terms of, uh, you know, what you should be looking for when you're creating your digital uh, brand? Yeah. So we, we have uh, developed a digital brand for digital branding formula. Um, and some of those insights are included in the checklist on digital branding Institute. And it's really some of the, the main framework for um, our approach to building brands at uh, the digital, uh, digital delaying the agency. And so essentially it's, it's one centralized framework that has specific uh, insights and references, data, um, tools for those particular industries um, or occupations, as an example. So, um, if if you you know you can go to digitalbrandinginstitute.com and, and, and check those out. But essentially, um, the the focus is is uh, for each individual checklist. Um, what are some specific resources that are needed in order to help you build the brand? So. For example, there uh, for ratings and reviews, there are certain websites that um, are out there for a specific industries. Whether you have, um, you know, Angie's List um, or you know, I think WebMD or something like that, right? Like mm -hmm. there, there, there are you know these these uh, resources that you need to have a presence on. So we make sure that we include some of those resources in the list um, that that really are aligned with the main framework of digital branding. So they're industry specific. So the, depending on your industry, you need to know what branding points are important to your industry that are different from others. hundred percent. Yep. Okay. Interesting. So I look forward to that. I'm going to check out a couple of those and I encourage the listeners to check out those as well, especially pertaining to your individual um, industry. Mm -hmm. um, a few months back, you developed an event called the digital brand summit. And I'll admit I missed out on that because you invited me to speak and I, I was right. busy and I slipped up. That's right. That, <laughs> I'm slipping. I, I'm I wagging my finger, time. bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I messed up. That's sh shame on me for missing that one. Because um, especially after you developed it, I was like, man, this looks amazing. And I just hate that I missed out. Um, and I noticed you managed to gather some really top level speakers uh, for that virtual event that was even, I think, before the pandemic. Yeah. So, you know, tell me how what was what was it like to come up with and develop this kind of virtual event? Well, I could tell you one thing. It was a lot of hard work for sure. And, um, you know, I wanted to, to build this summit because one, I, I wanted to make sure that I advanced the, the practice of digital branding, the thought process around it. And I knew I had a bunch of, of, of influencers, thought leaders, uh, specialists, practitioners, and so on that could speak to each component of digital branding. And I wanted to put all of them together. Um, and I was so lucky and blessed to have them, uh, uh, you know, have, have them in their time um, speaking at the summit. Uh, we had a great um, programming there. Um, we had um, some speakers from all across the, the country um, who are again those thought leaders, and you know one of the the key takeaways for uh, the digital branding summit was that um, the our approach to having a QA session um, after 
the the like at the end of the day where we brought mm-hmm. together all of the uh the instructors and the presenters for a QA. I mean it, it made like for a powerhouse panel session with QAs that people absolutely loved. And you mm. wouldn't really see uh, many of these individuals on panels because they're usually doing keynote sessions, right? And so it was one of those things where you had all these powerhouse individuals um, uh, giving some QA, bouncing ideas off one another. Uh, and that was very, very special. That was very special. Um, so that is powerful. Yeah. I, I know mm-hmm. some of the names like and- Andy Crestadina and yep. others yet on there. I mean, just I've never seen, like you said, those people brought together in one session. That was a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we had um, Annie Christina, Mark Schaefer, Carlos Gill, Brian Fanzo. Um, oh my gosh, so many. Uh, Melinda Evans, uh, 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 Ramon Ray. Um, man, we had we had a lot of a lot of people that were that, yeah that were uh you know thought leaders and practitioners in their industry uh, and it's actually still up so the content is still up for people to check out if they want to as well and that's uh, digitalbrandingsummit.com okay in fact if you're if someone listening now is a subscriber to this podcast almost every one of the people who've been in this podcast were also in that summit so if you enjoyed an episode from this podcast then you can definitely see them and learn more from them uh, in your summit because I know at least four of what you just named I've spoken to in the past few months on the podcast so awesome. definitely like you said we, yeah. we run the, in the same circles but those are some amazing people to learn from absolutely absolutely and that's and that's what it's all about right and that's one of the reasons why I love <clears throat> digital marketing overall is because the industry is so dynamic. Right. Like we can't call ourselves experts because I mean, let's be honest, there's so many things happening that you cannot be an expert, right, at all things. But we certainly can be specialists. Yeah. We (laughs) certainly can be specialists. We can be practitioners, you know, we could be those thought leaders. Um, but experts, we cannot. Yeah. And the the, the closest you can come to being an expert is picking a really narrow lane. Exactly. (laughs) And being an expert in that narrow lane for about five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Until the algorithms change. (laughs) Until the algorithms change. Exactly. Because, uh, you know, I've spoken to people who, in, in fact, I don't even, I don't narrow down who I speak to for the podcast because I know even if we all spent 24 seven trying to learn there's something you were able to learn that I wasn't able to learn that we can share. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll learn something every episode because like I said, like you just mentioned, there's so much going on and so much changing that we could all be learning and it's, we can't be experts. It's just absolutely. hard to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and it's just, uh, you know, also to add on to that perspective, right? I mean, even if it's something that you do know, Right now you can get a different perspective and that perspective provides, you know, diversity in thought and diversity in thought creates better content. Right. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, one more thing on that, on that event. So mm-hmm. this was just pre pandemic, right? It was pre pandemic. Yes. Right. And it's, it's kind of, I think, think prophetic to be doing that because, you know, pandemic, everybody's scrambling to figure out how to do virtual events. And when you were doing this virtual event, it was almost like everybody's doing in person and you're developing this virtual event before everybody had to learn how to do it. And so you not only did it before the pandemic, before you had to, you did it well. 
And so kudos on that. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I really, I really wish I could say, you know what? I just had enough forethought to figure that we we're going to be in the worst pandemic of our lifetime, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I can't. And, and, and uh, while, you know, many of, of, you know, my counterparts were doing physical conferences, you know, we also wanted to do a physical conference, but we figured that doing this virtually would be more in line with our brand. Right. Mm -hmm. So how can we have yeah. a digital branding yeah. summit if it's not on the digital platform? Right. Uh, and so we just we, mm. we decided to go um, with an online platform for that. That makes sense, mm -hmm. especially considering the the the, the speakers you have. Um, so I'm thinking about even with my podcast, it's like eight out of 10 people have a microphone in front of them. They've got a good camera. They're ready to be on camera because we're in this digital world and we've accepted that our home office might be our office for a long right. time. It might even just be the normal, right? So, you know, you have people who are executives who now have cameras and microphones, maybe even a mixing board. They, they're learning things and doing things at a much higher level, creating great content from home. Right. Because if you call yourself a digital person or a digital marketer, your game is definitely going to be stepping up, right? Oh, 100%. And, and, you know, even to add on to that, I mean, people... Um, are going to continue to work from home. And, you know, research shows that most people would even consider changing jobs if they have to go back to work, right? So, I mean, that when we, when we talk, when we look at that situation and align it with all the things that we were mentioning earlier in terms of building a digital brand, creating content, so, and, and understanding that user journey, we have to think about um, really how the behaviors of consumers during the day, during that nine to five time has changed, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, now they, instead of, for example, commuting, the things that they were doing before their, uh, during their commute may be a little bit different now. They may be commuting to the kitchen to get a grab a cup of coffee and not going into that coffee shop as an example, right? Yeah. So it's like your marketing messages have to make sure that it's aligned with the way in which consumers are behaving now. Um, and, and the pandemic has drastically shaken that whole thing up. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because people are working from home and we don't know when they're going back. And frankly, I think the majority of people who are working from home, at least that I know, certainly are more comfortable with it. Um, and, and even if they're not comfortable working at home, I know people who have completely bought houses out of state, <laughs> right? And yeah. and are and but but they still have um their job and and their in their home um or their previous home location. So, yeah, we have to consider all that stuff. Well, that's that's a perfect segue to to the final question I want to ask you about. Um so you and I are both speaking at Digital Summit uh, in Atlanta next week, which will be before this podcast is released. But um in your session you're talking about ways to readjust your content marketing plans for 2022. Um, of course, if you're talking about content marketing, I'm all ears. I want to know about content marketing. So <laughs> tell us some of the adjustments you think marketers should make to their plans and maybe their budgets for 2022. Yeah. You know, and I, that's, that's a great question. And, uh, which is why I'm so excited to, to talk about that, uh, on stage, um, at the digital summit, Atlanta, but essentially, it's, it's some of the things that I mentioned earlier in terms of figuring out the new journey for your target audience and aligning your content strategy with that new journey. 
You know, an example that I use is uh, an old broadcast, and you may be familiar with this, Ailee, but a broadcast term um, called day parting. And it's usually mm-hmm. when, um, you know, content or excuse me, uh, programming, uh, TV, television programming is really aligned with the specific parts of the day. I can remember when I was little, Saturday morning cartoons. Um, and uh, when I was younger, it was uh, the Cosby show in, in a different world at like eight o'clock. And eight right. O'clock and those are like the only yeah. things. Thursday night. Only- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was the only thing that we were allowed to watch because it was during that time. It was like right before bed uh, and, and so on. Um, and so you can use that same that same method to digital marketing because now that the uh, you know, consumer behavior is, has changed based on the pandemic, you know, their day parts are are different. Right. And so, again, aligning your journey, excuse me, aligning your content with that user journey is very, very important. And that's one of the ways that you can readjust. Um, I think another one is understanding that um, paranoia is going to persist. And so when you think about creating that content, you have to focus on really the state of mind and the psyche of your target audience. Um, Example would be um, when I'm at a hotel, what I look for is um, if their remotes are sanitized. Yeah. Right. And so anytime a hotel displays that on their website or mentions that in their content, I'm going to think about, I'm going to seriously consider going to that hotel because- I know for sure <laughs> their remotes are going to be sanitized. Some even put the little plastic bag around the remotes or yeah. something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So all those little things are important. And when you're when you're when you're creating your content calendar or your content strategy, those are some things that you should certainly consider. So those are just a few few ways um, to readjust your marketing uh, for 2022. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of leave a, a little hook there and say you know, check out, um, the online session through digitalsummit.com or, um, you know, maybe I'll come back on the podcast and give you guys the rest. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I mean, once this airs, we, we would have already both been spoken at digital summit, so we yeah. won't give anything away because they won't hear yeah. this podcast to, as we've already left the stage next week. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Well, I yeah. mean, for, for the, cause I gave about two. Um, so okay. I have about six, maybe oh, yeah. seven, uh, total. gotta save something, mm-hmm. yeah, save something. Yep. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Save something, definitely. Well, yeah. I look forward to seeing you next week. That's for sure. Absolutely. And absolutely. Um, so, I want to make sure before we go, um, let the audience know, you know, where to find you on your website and some of your content and where you'll be speaking at and all those good things. Yeah. So, if you want to reach out to me, I'm all over social media at Junte Delane. Um, even if you don't know how to spell my name, simply just Google me. I'm, I'm going to pop up at some point. And then um, you can also check out uh, digitaldelane.com. Uh, we are a full service digital agency. Uh, we really focus on helping founders and CMOs um, to build digital brands, uh, bring new ideas or campaigns to life. Um, if you are looking to get more information about digital branding, uh, we have an awesome newsletter. It's called The Brand Behavior. And it's a very interactive and personalized newsletter, which means that um, each individual subscriber gets a different newsletter 
based on what their interests are. Um, so if you click on a link about startup funding, or if you click on a link about content marketing, so on and so forth, after a while, the entire newsletter would give you only information that's relevant to your unique situation. So you can check that out um, at the agency website, digitaldelane.com, and just look for the brand behavior. That's awesome, man. Look forward to that. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So thank you again, Junte, for, for joining us. I mean, I always enjoy conversations with you because we, we, we definitely have some same thoughts, but like you said earlier, different experiences. And, uh, we both, uh, you know, are trying to solve some of the same problems for our customers, for, for digital customers who need to understand digital better in different areas. And I, I, I enjoy talking to you because you really have the the digital part in terms of the SEO and the, the, the paid ads and the branding part down. So it's always a pleasure to speak with you. So thanks again for joining the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. And thanks to the listeners. If you're listening to the podcast and want to see Junte and I uh, video the podcast and others are available in the podcast section of contentmonster.com. Once again, thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Business of Marketing podcast, a show brought to you by contentmonster.com, the producer of B2B digital marketing content. Show notes can be found on contentmonster.com as well as aleejudge.com. To continue the conversation, be sure to follow the podcast on your favorite podcast platform.